Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, we're Journey. We got some new shit for you. Everyone's like, <laughs> get the fuck off the fucking stage. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to hear the old shit. Yeah. Give me a small town girl in a lonely world. Give me hope in my <laughs> shitty life. <laughs> hey, you're listening to the shit they don't tell you. You know what that is? It's our podcast. It's our uh, podcast, honey. I'm freezing up here. I'm freaking out. You're freaking out? I'm freaking Don't out. Don't freak out. It's just our podcast. It's a CastBox original, a producer partnership with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. Did you know that? Yes. Are you freaking out? I'm freaking out Stop over here. Stop freaking out, honey. Look, you know why I'm freaking out? Because of the deals, okay? You get this for free. All right? This is the app is for free. <laughs> and then it's where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Shit They Don't Tell You wherever you get your podcasts. But we just, we honestly hope that you'll give. Castbox a shot because we think it's the best. It's like home base. Are you listening to this on Castbox? Hopefully. Then why are we advertising it to you? I guess is my question. <laughs> In case they're not. Hey, if you're on Android or you're on Apple, your tools, tools of the system. No, they can get it. They can get Castbox if they're on Android or Apple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to know. Yo, what's up? My name's Steve Green. Welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You Podcast. I'm Nikki Limo. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Alex Deason and Amber Bollinger from the indie rock duo Broken Baby. Also, Alex happens to be a record label manager and owner. Alex? Hello. Wait, wait the, the manager part is Palo Santo Records and the he owns Poor Man Records. Correct. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. That was good. Exactly. Yeah, you failed Smooth your job. Smooth as butter. Smooth <laughs> as silk. 
Uh, well, thank you for being here today. So uh, we wanted to talk to you guys. We're like super excited because um, like a lot of people dream about being rock stars and mu- musicians and touring and like being on the road and stuff. And I just want to talk to you about what that life is actually like. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not all glamorous. I'm sure there are some glamorous parts I'm to sure it. I'm sure it's mostly glamorous, yeah, but probably like totally 10% glamorous. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> totally all glamorous, zero percent not glamorous. Yeah. Over. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot of cleanliness, but it is fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How is that with showers and stuff? You just gotta be quick. Yeah. Or just don't do it at all. Do you stay in hotels or you stay in a in a bus? We stay oh, in hotels. No. Buses yeah. are for like really rich people. <laughs> okay, okay. People that are really, really making it. Yeah, really gotcha. killing it. Really killing it out there. Yeah, like Greta yeah. Van Fleet or something. Got it. <laughs> so yeah. mostly hotels. Yes. Sometimes people's houses if we stay like at a friend's place. Yeah. Which we try to do. There are a lot of generous people out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot that's, of murderers. That's nice. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever have to like use their shampoo and stuff? And, oh, yeah. Like, and is, is there ever like, <laughs> is there ever hair? I always get scared of people taking showers in my place because like I put my hair on the wall. Yeah. Oh, because- <laughs> That, that, is that, that how too. it gets on the wall? Yeah, because you put it on the freaking no, wall because yeah. you don't want it to go down the drain. Because I've had to deal with yeah, some yeah. fucked up drains. And we're before. dealing with that right now in our house. It's see? so strange. See? I'll just see a spiral of hair on the wall, <laughs> and I'm like, "What? How does it happen I, okay, like that?" Leave the us a comment spiral. if you can relate to that, because I feel like I'm not alone in this. You're like not the, alone. You're not like alone. the whirlpool. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like that, but with her hair. Okay, so but like then I wait for it to dry so I could take it and put it in the trash can instead of. And you don't do it. No, it's just I remember when I'm about to take a shower again. So right. like in You've between the showers, it. yeah, like if a guest sees our shower, it's just that's gross, yeah. you know. And so ninety percent of the time, I remember. Okay, that's good. Yeah, good for you. I don't, I don't remember exactly. It's just Dude, dark you have in long there. hair too. You don't do that shit though. I don't do. You just it. let it go down the drain, which is. See? Fucking up our system. Which is kind of clogged right now. Okay, so. I mm-hmm. saw this Shark Tank episode, by the way, Tangent. Um, there's this Shark Tank episode, and it did get bought, so like they funded it, so I know okay. you can buy it places. But there's this like chain that you can put in your shower drain, and it catches all the hair, supposedly. Oh. They made it look super True. That's efficient. That's a good idea. Yeah. And I really want it, maybe for Christmas. Yeah. Now, now you're not getting that shit for When's Christmas. When's your birthday? November 2nd. Oh, maybe oh, your birthday. No, 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 absolutely not. Don't pimp, don't pimp for presents. It's huh? not happening. It's no, gonna that's help a really good idea. If you were Jewish, you'd yeah. have twelve chances to get it. Right? Well, thirteen, <laughs> including yeah, I'm your just birthday. an unlucky, in, um, agnostic person. Yeah, <laughs> who celebrates Christmas like it's like it's the fucking Fourth of July. I, I celebrate. I celebrate commercial holidays because I'm yeah. a fan of commercials. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, I believe paid. in commercials yeah. Yeah. and commercialism. Yeah, which yeah. is probably one of your guys' favorite things as indie rock duo. Yeah, oh, yeah. commercialism. Absolutely. Totally. <laughs> What's your favorite song about commercialism? <laughs> uh, every have single you, uh, Katy Perry song, maybe. Have you always wanted to do this? Was this always something that you're like, ah, this is my purpose. I need to do it. Oh, well, yeah. Alex has been uh, playing music since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. But he was actually an actor first. That is true. Oh. He was, uh, who are you, Very reluctantly. I was. Oh my God. Really? Lost mm-hmm. in Yonkers. Wow. The Broadway kid over oh, here. Oh wow. my gosh. Look and then he's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm going to write music. And that's when he started learning You know what's music. funny is actually, you got out of Amber, you got out of acting by giving yourself a haircut that would create a situation where you would not be able to be cast. Correct. And I did the same thing when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, we just talked about this the Because I didn't day. want to go on auditions anymore, and my mother was, like, not hearing it. So I just li- literally had my friends cut me a mohawk. <laughs> and then it works she, every time. I, And then she was like, what? Oh, God. 
And that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. But how come I, in a bunch of 90s movies I saw those kids with mohawks? Well, and actually I was he in was. a movie with the mohawks. I couldn't even. With Natalie Portman. Even that I couldn't escape That's from. amazing. And that, That's I awesome. think that was the last thing Were you I a bully ever... kid? Like, get out of the way, freako. Were you like a ball kid that like. I, I, didn't, I didn't have any lines kid. or anything, but I was like Who's a, a ball punk kid? kid who was trying to get money from Natalie Portman, I think. Perfect. That's yeah. like the Terminator yeah. Two. All those kids were probably like all your friends. Yep. Remember that shit? Where, where and I did Edward audition Furlong for was like yep. in the arcade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'll never forget that shit. I was my first introduction to bully acting in, in movies, and I have been in love with it ever since. <laughs> bully acting. Oh yeah, bully acting. The, the bully best. acting technique. Like, bully. I'm like, wait, you're a freaking freak. Like, all that <laughs> they stuff. have to do a lot of training it. for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's method a lot of Meisner techniques in, in bully training. What was mm-hmm. it like as a kid actor? What's that like? It was terrible. It was did you did ridiculous. you lose with Macaulay? No, no. <laughs> oh, well. I didn't really do any. Most of it was theater, and most of the theater was just two plays. Um, which Billy was, Elliot and yeah. <laughs> and Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. No, there you um, go. Yeah. No, which brought him to was, singing. It was Lemis and then Lost in Yonkers. Um, so that was the bulk of it. And then there was like you know a couple of TV commercials, and then there was a walk on role in a movie The Professional with Natalie Portman. Oh, oh of course. I love that movie. Yeah. Oh my god. But what's amazing is that I wasn't actually in. I'm only in the director's cut. But uh, somehow, by some sort of clerical error, you still get money. I'm still in you the still credits. Get money. That's tight. That's I'm tight. in the credits. So the director's cut and the non-director's cut. I'm in the credits as ball boy. That's amazing. As a what? Ball boy. Ball boy. Ball boy. What's amazing though is that in the theatrical version, there is a kid with a ball, uh, and it's not me. <laughs> but he's not credited in the regular version. So somewhere out there, that's better. He got screwed. I'm on a dartboard in this person's room. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's that's yeah, so funny. just trying to Poor track me kid. down. And, yeah. Well, wow. here he is, Alex Deason. The producers are like, a kid is a kid is a kid. He takes credit for other people's work. Please welcome Alex Deason. Exactly. Okay, so then you got into music because you're like, I was into music at the same time, but the acting was like one of those. It was like getting in the way. It was, but it was like one of those things where I didn't have to. I didn't have to drive either. My man, my man. Just like me at fucking. He's right. Hell yeah. Damn. Yeah, and I just kind of didn't want to do it the whole time. And then I figured eventually I would like doing it. And then I kind of liked some of the people that I met. But then I... The people people in music are just way cooler. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I always I wanted so. to be a musician for that reason. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just stopped doing it. And then and then I... Because I was doing both the things at the same time. But one of them was, you know, as a you know child actor. And the other one was just as a... A dickhead with a guitar. So then I, I just got to be a full time dickhead with a guitar. Like, That's hell tight. yeah. yeah. That's He's really tight. good. Do you ever play Guitar Hero? Yeah, but it's really hard. Right? Isn't it frustrating for guitar got players? Nothing to it... do with with yeah. Nikki talking like she plays guitar. I love. No, it. I play Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I play Guitar Hero. <laughs> I'm really good at it. I'm like expert level at it. But then a guitarist it. that I know are really good at guitar yeah. cannot play that game for shit. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. Good, and it's so good. funny to me because I'm like, yeah, I you, fucking rule at this yeah, game. You're crushing, <laughs> yeah, you win. I'm crushing those strings. Yeah, I play guitar. Parenthetically, hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how about some early influences? It was all punk rock stuff. Okay, me because too. that was the punk. stuff that I could play. Blink One Eighty Two. No, Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two. Shut up! It's not Blink One Eighty Two. Don't. Um, is it, it was a Blink One Eighty Two? It was. It was like, <laughs> that would be kick ass if it was. Uh, it's like, wait, what's funny about that? I love Blink. <laughs> I do like Blink One Eighty Two. I like their early yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I had like a poster in my dorm room. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, what a fan girl! Was it because he was hot or because you liked the music? I think I it was just, I really like the picture. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of people who are like, well, Tom was really hot back then. Yeah, he was real cute. That oh. is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See? 
And now he's all a part of uh, aliens and shit. Yeah, he's super like into alien oh, yeah. theory right now. I dig it. Oh, I do too. Hell I hell love that we shit. We should have him on. I would love yeah. to. Talk about aliens. Absolutely. Yeah, we can leave. And or, we can yeah, can you just leave? I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> this is <laughs> important. <laughs> Are you guys into alien shit? I am. Me he's too. not. Oh, I oh my love God. this stuff. I'm not, not into it. I just... Are you too, are you too cool for ancient alien astronaut theory, bud? I guess I I guess I might be. Yeah. Wow. I, he just doesn't have bad. any time. Hey, did you like, know when yeah. they built the pyramids, they, 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 there was no way that they could build that with, with the tools that they had at the time, bud? That's right. That sounds bud. fascinating. See? <laughs> so interesting. Did you know you can't even fit a piece of paper between two of the, those stones? <laughs> and that... and that they use machine precision tools? <laughs> See? Is this all in the History Channel? Hey, this, Hell, is yeah, it. History no, this isn't an alien topic. No, this I, is no, an advertisement okay, for Gaia.com. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Is we that what it's called? We will Gaia? talk about it. No, no. Oh. Yeah, that's where you would watch this We'll have this you back. Stuff. We'll do an Aliens Only episode. Yes. Yes. No bullshit rock stuff allowed. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, early influences. Uh, punk aliens. rock. Yeah. Yeah, punk like, rock, but but like... Um, no like effects? Fugaz- no, none of that's like Fugazi, like Minor Threat. Right to Spring. So it was always a little bit weird. And then from there, I remember there's this song called, by um, Fugazi called Reclamation off mm. an album. I believe it's on the album Steady Died of Nothing. And it was like such a crazy thing because it wasn't fast and angular like other Fugazi stuff. It was like kind of groovy. Mm. And But the guitar comes in with this like, it's like this. And then the other one comes, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be some. Yeah. And then the bass comes in, and it's like, and I was like, that blew my mind. And I think I'm in the weird like pitch right now. <laughs> I'm like, you're pitching me. That's how that's how music is. Yeah, that's how music is pitched. Yeah, gotcha. But um, and then I heard when I heard that, I was like, oh, maybe I should try to like think more rhythmically or more like, you know bigger than just playing you know chords and guitar that are fast and uh and then that so that became like a jumping off point into weirder stuff like um i don't know like um weirder stuff. i can't think of any of it right now. paul abdul yep well, you <laughs> ended, well it ended up with you getting signed with to epic records which is pretty did, but crazy. that was a weird like <laughs> that was a weird 16 year tangent that didn't make a lot of sense when you look at the like the influences yeah. of my musical career. But what's that day like? It's like Epic's calling and they're like, yo, we want to sign you. Is it was that like, like pretty at nuts? At that point, it, this was the, the this band, The Damwells, that I was in for a long time. At that point, we had been courted by so many record labels that it was like, at that point, like a formality. that And that truthfully, none of us were really terribly excited about. Um, I just, we felt like if we didn't do it, then our management would probably jump ship or gotcha. our, our lawyer or our booking agent or whatever. So it was one of those things where it was like, we, ha- we kind of have to do this, and we can't wait to get out of this. Well, it was kind of like, we have to do this. Can we be excited about this? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's be – yeah, we're excited about it. You. And then we all kind of, like, hive-minded it. Were you excited, excited about it because other people, like, other bands that you knew around you were also getting signed? Yeah, that that's also true because other bands from New York were getting signed to major record labels that were not really, like, pop bands. They were, like, you know, rock bands like The Strokes or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah or um, – there's another band called the Moldy Peaches and mm. um, Interpol, and there's a lot of bands like getting signed, so it was kind of like a formality. But we didn't really sound anything like that, although that was the music that I liked. It's very <laughs> odd. Well, you mean you mean their music is the music that you liked? Yeah, it was definitely. But more you didn't of a, sound like music that you liked, is what you're saying? Not really. That's funny as hell, man. Yeah, 
So you were kind of a slave to what other people were doing in the band, in a way? No, no, it was all me. I'm the oh, only one see. to blame. It, I, it was like in college at one point, there was like, there was a weird opening in punk rock or post-punk, post-punk music where folk music came in. Mm, and it yeah. was like in the late 90s. And there was like, I think really it was Beck mm-hmm. had put out like, after Odelay had put out a record that had a lot of folk songs on it. There's like a song called Asshole. And mm. there were other like, really cool kind of punky folk like punk lyrics with folk music and so the people that I was in college with were playing this music and then I started playing that music and then I think as that music finds its way out into the world it just sort of gets all the punk rock elements to it eventually just get sort of like winnowed away Mm. and then you're just left with like a folk thing with drums and bass guitar okay now you're just Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers which is cool but you're not as cool as that, so you just wanted to become a good <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. So that was kind of unfortunate. But but then, you know, I started going back to that, and I made an EP. Um, What's an EP? Extended it's Extended Play. play okay, which is, I don't know shit about it. Yeah, I'm, just I'm just trying to help everybody understand. I actually don't know what Extended Play well, means. Actually, I just know that it's Extended Play. Oh, EPs are, yeah. Yeah. EPs are now misleading because yeah. they were actually what was left over from the long play. But now EPs come before long play. It's confusing. But it's like it's almost like, like hey, these are my scraps. Kind of. That's what EPs originally were. I love it when an EP is really good too. It's like my scraps are even fucking yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your scraps are real good. Well, these were scraps. These were like <laughs> four EPs that I put out in a year because I wanted to tour by myself, and the Damos was like in between records, and and then I went back to like making like kind of punky, folky music. There's a song called Death Metal and Disco, and then another song called um, Somebody Else's Drugs. Was that what it's called? Other yeah. people's drugs. Other people's drugs. So then I tried to go back to it, and then you tried to go there, back to the, to the sound that you liked. Yeah, I tried yeah. to go back to like what inspired, what was inspiring about the bridge between punk rock music and folk music. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back to the band after writing this EP that had kind of these folky, punky songs on it, then I went back to the band, and then it was real confusing because hmm. I wanted to continue down that way, which we kind of did with the last record. But I mean, at that point, we had been 15 years into it, and I mean, I'm still very good friends with all the guys in the damn walls, but it, we were just tired. Yeah. You know? Is it like a collaborative energy that you just lost, or is it yeah. like a... It, yeah, okay. For sure, yeah. Because you start getting other interests, well, and some people life just happens, and... Aged out, not aged out of it, but like they just had other things to do. Like, yeah. one of the guitar players ended up working in like green energy. Okay. okay. Needed a Which paycheck. is rad, but... It's rad, yeah. We all need it. Yeah. Um... California, 2045. There you go. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then Terry, Stephen Terry was like a... He was opening restaurants and doing weird stuff. Yeah, and opening restaurants and owning llamas out, in Virginia. Yeah, right. I just heard sold <laughs> out. Are you yeah. kidding me, bro? You opening restaurants, bro? That's not punk rock, bro. So, Amber, when yeah. did you when did you come into the picture with this? Uh, with, well, you were an actress first. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I did do choir in high school. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was nice. part of the Corellier troupe. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty. You an alto? Uh, I was like a uh, almost a soprano. Ooh. If I wanted to be. Wow. What's the next one down? I don't know this uh, shit. But, but yeah, me either. Us neither. We're just throwing out I'm buzzwords. Just doing, I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. Ch- <laughs> chucking <laughs> yeah, references like at you. Me too. I'm, hey, I'm chucking references at you like they're like they're punk bands. They're, <laughs> I love it. Like alternative <laughs> punk bands. I don't know either. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, so I was in a band like five years ago. You were in a band like six, six or years seven ago years now. Ago. Six years ago now, it was bad. I'm not even going to name it. <laughs> um, it wasn't bad. It was fun. It yeah. did. I did find my love for like being in a band because you know since I was in the Coraliers, I thought that I would take this now seriously. 
and then I met <laughs> this guy who was actually a really fan of the Damwells, um, not knowing that I was going to eventually date the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an accident that I didn't want to happen, mm. but it did. I'm real happy about it. Um, and I think, so yeah, I was in a band and he would come to the shows. And since I like loved the damn wells, he would be, we're dating now. And then he's coming to my shows and I'm just embarrassed because mm-hmm. I knew that this shit sucked. Mm. But, I didn't uh, think it sucked. Well, you're very kind. He thought the damn wells sucked, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just listen to it. And then we, I guess since you knew I sang, I just kind of started singing back up on your things. So he would be working on a song and he'd be like, hey, babe, come over here and just like sing this, sing this part. I'm like, okay, la, 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 la. And then, uh, then we went on tour. We went on tour. I sang back up on tour. And then while he was, while we were on tour, the first one or the second one, I don't remember which one. He's like, you know, we should start a band. And I was like, that's a really bad idea. (laughs) He's like, no, no, no. I think that you should sing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. And then I had my computer open in the van, and I came up with an album. Cover. Album covers and oh, that's pretty good. That's always right. the way to, to get somebody in a yeah. band. Yeah. You gotta have them visualize it. <laughs> yeah, totally. and he put yeah. my face <laughs> on the cover with the name, well, which was an old name that he thought of that I thought was terrible. And then he's like, "Well," and then he's like, "Well, if you want to do this, we have to think of a band name." And I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna be a part of this band if that's the band name that you want." Mm-hmm. So he's like, "Well, then you better come up with something better." And then I guess we got back from tour and just wrote an EP in two weeks. Yeah. Wrote, recorded. Wrote, recorded an EP of six songs, yeah. Why didn't you want to do it originally? Well, because I love this man, Mm. and I didn't Oh, getting creative with somebody. Anything to tear. However, I've always wanted to be creative with my partner, and that was something that I did want to do with Alex. I just didn't want it to tear the relationship apart. If it didn't work. If it didn't work, but it actually works really beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I wanted to talk about that, too, because um, I think... Uh, well, with us, you know, we got into, you know, working a business together and we do a lot of stuff together. We host together. We act together. We do a lot like a lot of stuff together. Yeah. And in the beginning, a lot of people told me, I don't know if they told you, but like for me personally, like a lot of people warned me against it. They're mm, like, yeah, they're like, you don't want to get into business with your significant other. Trust me. It's no good because like then you'll fight more and then it'll ruin the personal life mm. and all oh, this damn, stuff. I never get these kind of doubters. I wish <laughs> oh, I, I got so many. Wow. So many people that said that they trust me from experience. Like I went into business with my wife. Worst thing I ever did. These are like movie trailer moments that I never get. Yeah. It's like, you can never do it, pal. Yeah. <laughs> You're never going to be able to be <laughs> successful. You know, like I yeah. love yeah. That shit. Well, you just proving them wrong. Yeah, you just yeah. gotta go with your gut. But have you guys? I mean, obviously, it's it's great for you guys, right? Yeah, it actually is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were we do work really well together, but we're both kind of like I don't want to say alphas, but we both have like our opinions yeah. and stuff Same. like that. But I am not as knowledgeable about music as he is, so I can't really fight the issue but there are it's not that we fight but we do have like you know creative arguments about like maybe how something should be done mm. and sometimes you win and sometimes I win and it's not like a, a thing it's just it's also make know. the the group better like yeah. Yeah, both of you want yeah. what's best for the group and I also yeah. kind of feel like I guess because I've been doing this a long time and she hasn't been doing it as long I don't think that doing it a long time has benefited me tremendously as far as being able to do what I want to do so whenever we're working together, I try, you know, I think Amber will become maybe a little like 
self-conscious or not confident or tentative with like a certain part of the song. And I just feel like what she does instinctually is something that you can't learn, right? And what I wanted to do instinctually when I was like 20 or 21 or even earlier was something that I that I kind of like learned myself out of. Mm. I learned out of being able just to do like what came to mind. Like, oh, I can't play the chord that way. I should just play it like this. Or I can't, that melody doesn't make any sense. I should probably try to, you know, square it up and make it simpler. Whereas she will come out with like melodies or ideas or lyrics that like an academic would be like, you know, would say, well, we should, you know, make sure that the the tenses match or some stupid Mm -hmm. thing like that. Um, And I just feel like none of that is important because what really comes out when Amber's performing or on, you know, on stage or on a recording um, is like this just, I don't know, it's this unnameable, super interesting, raw um, unrefined. Jesus Christ, this thing. guy's in fucking love right here, bro. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I, I didn't pay you that wow. much money. I mean, yeah. this yeah. man right. is in love. That was great. Oh boy. But that's the part I think that, if anything, our, you know, our combo, our our duo, or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> relationship. <laughs> yeah, rela- relationship. That's Pretzel and cheese. Um, I think it benefits way more from her end of it than mine because I could you know I could I know how to produce records I know how to make records I can do that for anyone if you wanted to make a folky record or a, a or Christmas a, album or a Christmas album we've, yeah. we've made we've done it and I've written songs for other people too so I can you know get into other people's minds Justin and try Bieber to, for one but that's not interesting wow. you know did you write Baby? <laughs> did that's you not write, interesting I did not wow. you didn't write Baby? <laughs> no I didn't damn well, which one did you write? Uh, it was a song called Take You Take you. Yeah, I wrote Bieber. it with like eight other people. That's so. tight, man. Yeah, that's pretty great. Do we love it? Do we, do we love it? Yeah, is it, do we like it? Do we, it's a yeah. good song. Oh, do you cool. like Bieber? <laughs> well, I, I actually think that Baby's like a great song. I'm, a, I'm an asshole, dude. I don't give a fuck. I, I think like that song is I don't dope. like Baby, and I don't, I'm, the song I write is, wrote is okay, but the stuff later on that he started doing with Skrillex and Diplo, I think that stuff is way better. Oh, I have to catch up it's on that. It's so good. What's the one about? Yeah, I'll like, catch uh, up on that too. <laughs> what's the one about, um, oh, fuck, what is it called? Um, yeah, it's obviously very memorable. I have not been following Justin. I haven't either. Like this. this is like three or four baby years era. ago. But I I'm watched the documentary. Yeah, during the baby era. Yeah. You watched the documentary? Oh yeah, we all, we all, we all watched, watched it as it. a group. And this was before wow. we were dating. When yeah. We were just friends. Oh. And um, yeah. When I was just eye fucking you. A baby yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> we were both in relationships. <laughs> but yeah, we went to the movies as a group. <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe and we all watched it kind of like. Ironically, hmm. but like at the end, you love yeah, it. Yeah, it was touching. Like, yeah, it was like, man, this kid was good at drums. Yeah. Who, who the hell knew? Yeah. Yeah. You watch him beating really the shit out of these drums, and you're like, whoa, man. I really hope he continues being a good boy. Yeah. No, oh, he did. Man. Nah. Then he like killed Propaganda. someone with his Lamborghini or something like three weeks later, and we we're like, oh, never mind. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. He was like racing the, or something. He did something stupid as fuck, and I was like, oh, never mind. I was like, oh, the drummer kid's gone. That's too bad. Uh, the then you kid. ended up working with them later, not uh, post Lamborghini era. I think, you know, this was. I think this was pre-Lamborghini era. Pre-Lamborghini was era. Was it? I don't know. I, I think so. Know. It was several years we'll ago. We'll have to ask his chronicler. Okay, yeah. yeah get yeah. him on the phone. Yeah, we'll have to. Well, they're coming on next, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are, uh, your daily lives, you're um, living and working on the road mostly? No, we work in we work on the record label. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they, gotcha. Well, when we're on tour, we're obviously working oh, yeah. from the road. But well, you're yeah. running right. a record label out of your apartment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Well, actually, I yeah, just out of our phones. Our phones. What's that yeah. like? I have what, a computer. How do you even do that? I don't know. 
<laughs> That's a really good question. And by the way, when I say record label, that means like you have several artists under your banner, right? Yes. Yeah. And you're trying to facilitate everyone listening to their stuff. Yes. Basically. basically. Yeah, like basically just hi- hiring other people to do the stuff that yeah. makes a record well, label Santos run. Is, is one record label. That's the the like the mothership, and I run I run that record label, which is owned by my two friends Sarah. And, and that Selena. Galactic headquarters is in Dallas. They have a like a like a an office. Okay. Yeah. At, at which presumably I have a desk. Rocking. Um, but uh, but we live in LA, so we're not we're not there a lot. But then so there's Palo Santo is the mothership of which I'm the general manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of labels underneath that group. It's like the Palo Santo Music Group, which includes Poor Man Records, which is uh, the run. record label that Amber and I own yeah. and run. And then there's another label called the Hit Records, which is one of the owners imprint. And then there's another label called I don't know this one. Oh, then then there's like just Palo Santo Records, which is like the um, the record label part of the Palo Santo Music Group. Okay, that makes any sense? I mean, I, I'm. I, it doesn't make kinda, any sense to me. Well, it's, yeah. it's the thing where it's like, it's like I have a subsidiary, it's LLC underneath the thing, right. and it's it's like that kind of. Shit. It is exactly. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not punk rock anymore. You're you're a businessman now, huh? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you know, one of my favorite bands of all time, Fugazi, was they own their own record label. You That's know? tight. Yeah. That's actually Discord, pretty yeah. punk rock. That's and Discord yeah. also, I You're believe. Like, I'm going to do this shit on my yeah. own. They yeah. also distributed other records. So, I mean, it, there's a long history of people in bands, Teen Beat, you know, like those are just people who were in bands um, and they started their own record label and then probably just to put out their own band's records. And then. What happens when you're with somebody, like with a record label that's that you don't agree with? Or, like, what are those conversations? You like? mean like a person at the label or an artist or what? Yeah, yeah. A, a person at the label. Just, Cause, just cause like, like, what, like, for example, why, why did you open your own <laughs> label rather than just being part of other people's labels? Oh well, because no one would put out, no one would put out my records. Gotcha. Yeah, so this is like a self-made shit. Yeah, yeah. That's like what we do with YouTube. It's like you're doing it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so right Palo on. Santo wasn't putting out your records. No, Palo Santo was a record label that started in like 2015 that put out almost exclusively like folky kind of uh, Americana stuff. I don't say stuff. Americana because not yeah. all the artists are Americana, but it but then started it changed. out that way. Then it cha- then I started working at the end of 2017 as the general manager, and then we kind of changed our you know, modus operandi or whatever. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. And then we started incorporating other bands. Like, so Broken Baby was a poor man records, which is our label. We were just going to put it out on our own label. Yeah. And then part of the deal with me becoming the general manager of Palo Santo was that they would distribute my titles for from poor man records through Palo Santo. I mean, it's not just like a, a blind um, distribution. I mean, we all agree, like, yeah, we're going to put this out. Um, and then our d- distributor, which is The Orchard, they distribute all the records that come through Palo Santo, whether it's from Hit or from Poor Man Records or it's from Palo Santo proper. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I came on, they had, it changed a little bit, and then we started signing bands from Dallas, artists um, and cool stuff. I mean, a lot of it, because it is artist-run, is Salim Nerala, who's one of the owners. He puts out his records, and he's in a couple other bands, and we put out those records. Um, and then I put out, I put out some solo records, so those have gone through poor man and then you know distributed through Palo Santos and when you put them through is that like okay now it's through so now who where does it go it goes to the Palo Santo uh, group has a PR firm that's on retainer so they which is team Claremont who's really great so Bill um, Bill Benson who's the PR side and then Nelson Wells who's the radio side they you know we decide as a record label what we want to you know what avenues we want to send artists through do we want bill to work this record to press or is it too early should we just try to do 
some stuff on our own, reach out to blogs and people like that that we have relationships with or that we know and see if they want to review the record. And sometimes you're just building a story. You know? Yeah, There's, sure. Mm-hmm. This is an artist's first record. You know, it's not going to go platinum. They're not going to get on tour with like the national. So yeah. we just really need to build the story and try to get people to listen to the record. Right. Um, so sometimes having a publicist go and try to pitch the record to, you know, Stereo Gum or, or, or even like something tiny. What's like, Stereo Gum? Stereogum is like, you know, Stereogum pitchfork. Blog. It's a music blog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. music blog. Super yeah. popular music blog, okay. of indie indie rock and gotcha. other kinds of stuff like that. Um, so if it goes on there, you get eyeballs from that. You kind of do, but. But if it's not ready for it, he's saying that. Yeah, so oftentimes, you know, Stereogum will say to a publicist, they've said this to Bill before, um, you know, this is cool, but like, w- w- there's nothing, it's too early. You yeah. You know, like, the Spotify numbers are too low. Or. They don't have it. They haven't played any shows yet, or they haven't done Spotify. How's that? Uh, How's that been for things? It's been great. Yeah, (laughs) you're loving it, right? They're so good. Yeah, great service. Mm -hmm. Great service. They pay their artists. Yeah, heard really well. Yeah, twelve cents a song or something. Or anything. It's uh, very welcoming to. That's so great. Sounds great. Yeah, (laughs) wonderful. Wonderful. So Spotify really kind of earthquaked everything, huh? Oh, it changed the, the internet way that people, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also changes the way that people listen to music. You know, right. I mean, there are artists specifically on Spotify just to generate listens and money for Spotify. They don't tour. Like yeah. these aren't touring acts. They but that's fine. There's band. a lot of hip hop. Sure, hip hop and R and B acts of the 1990s <laughs> did not tour a lot, and there right. was no Spotify then. It's just a different culture. Yeah, you know, um, one that doesn't rely as much on touring. Yeah. So now that Spotify exists. All that music has the potential to have uh, humongous audiences, even when they're not huge artists like Belbedville or Boys to Men or those. Which we were just listening to on the way here. Yeah, no coincidence. <laughs> Very nice. But this is how people feel about the um, the talent show people too, right? Where it's like you you're on a talent show and now you got like an instant rocket ride to to success, and all the people who like tour and do all the stuff are like, "Fuck you, dude! You guys didn't earn it." You know, it's kind of like stand up where they did Last Man Standing. It's like right. these guys. These guys like are already like a, a headliner now, and they didn't yeah. even have to go work the tour. And I and think shit. that ultimately that is a part of punk rock mentality that I think is is not helpful. Because yeah. I don't think not every form of music is going to play the Soda Bar in San Diego or yeah. the Troubadour in L.A. or the Smell downtown. I mean, you're not going to have you know certain artists playing venues that are equipped mostly to deal with bands that make rock and roll or some yeah. derivation thereof. So. It depends on what kind of music you make. If you're in a rock and roll band, you have to play shows and you, you have, have to tour. To go right. out the reason tour. why yeah. is because that's really the f- focus of the art yeah. is people going and experiencing it live. Sure. You know, there are some artists that get to do both, like get to be hugely successful touring acts as well as radio acts. Right. And they are rock and roll bands. Um, and some of them don't. Some of them tour and, you know, don't sell a lot of records. Um, there's a band called the OCs that like, they do like incredible numbers all over the country and in Europe, but like, are, is it on sale at Walmart? No, you know, yeah. is it maybe at like um, Amoeba? Sure. Um, is it at other smaller independent retailers? Yes, because that community all feeds that pipeline. But when you're a pop artist like Justin Bieber or whatever, um, Spotify numbers are incredibly important because that's your one of your main sources of income. When you go out and tour, you're just gonna play like arenas. Okay. And you're not gonna do it you know, 150 days a year if you're not in a record cycle. Um, you're going to do it, you know, like a Taylor Swift was just on tour and the, the acts that were opening up for her were Charlie XEX and then, um, I can't remember who the other person was, but these are like 
tours that are specific to that genre of music that's going to attract people who don't normally go to shows but will go when like yeah you they'll know crawl for broken glass to see taylor swift exactly i'll I'll, mm-hmm. go, I'll pay 50 bucks cash parking i'll park on a golf course and right. i'll hike for three miles to the stadium people and love that, it and that brand yeah. taylor swift or whatever other pop star insert there they don't that was not made from touring it was made from writing songs that have become popular and from you know probably licensing and a ton of other stuff like that whereas a band can just keep touring and touring and touring and get a fan base and then once you become successful in that you know space in that pipeline you cap out at like you know I don't know like a 2500 seat theater or whatever like what the you know and then occasionally you get to do like what War on Drugs does where like they just play the Greek or something or that's cool you know so there's always like those weird anomalies but but if you're a touring act, but they got there by by touring, right? Hundred oh, yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, they play. We yeah. have to take a an ad break, but we will be right back to talk more about this. Today's episode of the Should They Don't Tell You podcast is sponsored by Calm. It's the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. And it was even named Apple's 2017 app of the year. So I love that we're working with Calm right now because I've been using Calm, the app, for over a year now. And I can honestly say that it's changed my life, especially in the area of anxiety. I get a lot of anxiety. I feel overwhelmed with life constantly. I wanted to meditate, but I didn't know how. It was just really hard for me to focus on breathing. And the woman who guides you through it, her name is Tamara Lovett. um, She's really good at, if you're if you've never meditated before at coaching you through just how to be more mindful and present so that when you get overwhelmed in your day-to-day life, you just are brought back to the present and it, it actually helps it go away. Yeah, but plus Calm also has a thing where they, they tell you sleep stories. It's like it's like a bedtime story for grownups, which I, I yeah. think I would actually really enjoy that. Plus there's something really soothing about the voices that are telling the stories. It's like these people are trained to help you to sleep. And there's different kinds of stories too. So you can pick what kind of story helps you sleep better. For me, it's more the stories that are descriptive about like gardens and flowers and like very visual I find myself just visualizing everything they're talking about and then all of a sudden I'm asleep and maybe I dream about that thing sometimes that happens calm gives you the tools you need to live a happier healthier and more mindful life just five minutes of calm can change your whole day it sure has changed Nikki's yep if you head to calm.com slash tell you t-e-l-l-y-o-u you will get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of premium programs, including guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, focus, and relationships, including a brand new meditation each day called the Daily Calm. For a limited time, Should They Don't Tell You listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tell you. That's C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash T-E-L-L-Y-O-U. It includes unlimited access to all of Calm's amazing content, and you can get started today. Calm.com slash tell you. Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. All right, welcome back. And to start off the second half, we're going to play a short clip from one of the Broken Baby songs. Which what song are we listening to? It's my show. It's your show. <laughs> and here it is.
Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You Podcast, the podcast with the most. We just listened to the song. I already welcomed them back. Oh, my bad. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> where are you? That was you? tight, by the way. Very good job. I like staring at you while I listen to your song. Yeah, I was no, hiding was underneath the microphone. No, I, it was good. It was, it was so good. Who yeah. writes the lyrics? She does. We both do. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> Two different answers. Yeah. We I both don't know. do everything. Our neighbors do. No, yeah. no neighbors. And you do the melody stuff? No, we all we all do. It's all it's very collaborative. There's only two people there. I can't write a melody without her being like, I don't know about that. Gotcha. She can't write a lyric without me being like, I don't know about that. So mm-hmm. it, it just winds up becoming a 100% collaboration. I mean, I, you know, when we're in the studio and I'm playing the different instruments, I will be like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? And eventually she's just like, I don't, whatever, I don't care. Gotcha. So I know now what to ask her. Like, I don't need to ask her about guitar tone, but I do need to ask her about like whether or not there's enough room on the snare drum mic or whether or not there's enough room on the drums or is it too distorted? Is, you know, that's what happens stuff. if you disagree on something? Is it like, and then you both are really digging in, and it like, hasn't happened yet. Oh uh, yeah, I don't think so. Okay, not a hard disagreement. Wow, what a dream team! Jesus. There's Is nothing there, to there's well, there's I mean, like, all the time. Tweaks. I guess there's nothing that yeah. I've been. Well, there, there's been times where I'm like, I don't really, I don't really like this song. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. eventually, if I really like the song, we'll just try to keep working at it, and then. You know, either she'll be like, you know what, I like it now, or she'll just be like, I hate this thing. And there was it, in one song I remember specifically, "Are You Afraid," mm-hmm. which is on the new album that's coming out this Friday, Ooh. September twenty first. Okay, so by the time this podcast it comes out, oh. you should go yeah. check it out. Yes, everywhere. everywhere. Go find nice. it. Yeah. Or if you want to buy it, it's like band. What is it? Bandcamp. Like, yeah, brokenbaby.bandcamp.com. Yeah. There you go. Go to Bandcamp. Nice. It's great there. Go there. Uh, leave a link. There was or just go to song. Spotify so I can get like bent over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah, care. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, just, we don't care. Just, oh, okay. just, it's convenient. It, you're right. It, it's all about like when you're in a rock band or in a band that goes out, you, we just want you to come and see us play. Yeah. Can I ask Alexa to play it? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. hell yeah. Well, I'll be doing that then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a friend named Alexa, so it, I had a little hiccup. I'm like, Alexa like, what, doesn't. You, yeah, you know yeah, her? yeah, yeah. My bad. I probably just fucked with a lot of people at home too. Sorry <laughs> about that. Guys. They're like, oh Alexa, man, my Alexa's <laughs> on, dude. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, but there was one song where, in the very beginning, um, he he was like, "We should do like some kind of like cool lyrics at this part." I'm like, "I don't really like that at all." And that's my favorite song on the record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's great. I changed my mind. It's also, like stuff where, you know. She'll make a mistake or quote unquote a mistake, and then it winds up becoming like, okay, we'll go back and fix that later. And then we'll move on to another part. And then we go back and listen to the quote unquote mistake, and it starts to feel like, oh, maybe that's not right, but it's better than what we had. So let's follow that. And, you know, like some melodies were written because it was like there was another part of the song that, that I happened to drag over from another part, and it was backwards for some reason. or And then that became a melody, you know, stuff. So stuff in a way, like, there yeah. are no quote-unquote mistakes. There right? really are no, no mistakes. I think that that's really nice. But yeah. every, I mean, that's kind of how most, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's how most people work when they're making art, you know? Yeah. 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 What, are, what are some things that you know now, after all this experience, that you wish that you would have known back when you started? That's actually really good, so, Alex, because so well, because you were in a touring band, like you guys went and toured hardcore, mm. and I guess well, well, the music scene is a little bit different now, but I feel like you're connecting with bands a little bit differently now than you were when you were with maybe the Damwells or maybe when you were doing your Alex D's and Solo I don't know. stuff. I'm pretty excited about where the Damwells finished. Yeah. Because I did not want to be doing that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was already starting to become a bit of a parody of myself in that band where it didn't really matter what I did now because people wanted to hear the songs that we had written 
12 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, you and, they, were and we weren't even that popular. So mm. it was like, wait a minute. Why am I playing for 50 people, which, which I'm very thankful that 50 people continue to come see me play anywhere. But, but why am I here playing for 50 people and they're kind of talking and not paying much attention to the new songs, but then when I play the old songs, they get really excited. Now, I'm thankful that they were excited, but it'd be different. If I was playing for, if it was a substantial part of my income, the yeah, damn, the damn if, this, if this is right. journey, bud, right. like this is a microcosm for the journey, exp- right. the tour experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's totally. like, no matter the fuck what, they're playing the old songs, and right. it's like, hey, we're journey, we got some new shit for you. Everyone's <laughs> like, get the fuck off the fucking stage. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to hear the old shit. Yeah. Give me a small town girl in a lonely world. Give me hope in my <laughs> shitty life. Right? That's all everyone wants. That's, That's so true. true. And yeah. ima- so now true. imagine that scaled down, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, to, to fifty, to fifty, or to twenty-five, or <laughs> yeah, sure, thirteen, sure, or in someone's living room. I mean, yeah. I did a lot of house shows too. Um, it just, it just became a burden. You that's know? kick. How you did house shows? That's kick oh, yeah. ass. And man. house shows oh, yeah. were usually pretty that's great. Yeah. So you you plug in an amp in somebody's like living no, room? No, I Not didn't even. plug in anything. That's just amazing. a guitar. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, that was fun most of the time. Sometimes it was a nightmare, but with all things, there was a. It had a lot of really cool moments. You know, yeah, yeah. In someone's house and there's no microphone or. PA or whatever. So you were a slave to your old stuff. Yeah, but that's like, uh, uh, yes, but I think that's a little dramatic. It was more that I just was bored and it wasn't like I had to keep doing it. Right. You know, it was pretty simple. How would the audience let you know that they wanted to hear the old stuff? Like, yo, play the old shit. I think that people don't realize how um, kind of like shitty they can can be. Yeah, of course. Sometimes. Of course. Like people have no problem saying like, oh man, I wish you would go back to doing that old stuff. Which or, just happened recently on an Instagram post. He posted about Broken Baby, and he's like, oh, no, your new album that just came out. And then the guy was like, I wish you'd just go back to playing this kind of music. Well, people people because don't care. Music no. is just nostalgic for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, totally. like, I mean, okay, as an Eminem fan, nice. uh, he, just, oh, he just released a, a an album called Kamikaze. Yeah, he yeah did, the track. Yeah, yeah, he did a diss track. It was a response. Uh, a response uh, yeah. because he mentioned MGK on the new surprise album Kamikaze, and then MGK did a diss track, and then it was a back... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, oh, no, um, we're, we're keeping up on it. on Kamikaze, it's like a whole album about how he's just pissed off that everybody wants the old stuff, right. and that he's trying to do new stuff, and people wow. aren't digging it. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, I'm never going to be the old me. But as a fan, I relate on both sides because as an artist, I like respect that you need to grow and your fans should grow with you and you should have your own voice. But then as a fan, I'm like, yeah, when you play the old stuff, it like really reminds me of being in high yeah. school and like totally. t- to certain times that different... really got me through like yeah. this yeah, so part of my life. Nostalgic, yeah, yeah. For sure. To me, I think that's a little bit different. Look, if you want to, if you want to dance with the devil, and you want to maybe have a hit, right? And you yeah. want to enter into the pipeline of modern pop, music. pop radio. Yeah. Then you are going to have to play those songs. Should you have a hit, you're going. And even if it's a minor hit, yeah. you're going to have to play those songs for the rest of your life. And that's what you trade, I think. Yeah. If Eminem, you know, I don't know him personally. I'm sure that he would disagree oh, with me, but get him on your label. <laughs> yeah. But if yeah. if he wanted to be, you know, um, an artist who is not at the mercy of pop culture. Um, then, um, you know, then he should have never tried to end. I mean, but then again, maybe no, he didn't even wrong. try Dude, to. Wait, wait, 
like picking up what you're saying, like no, he talks about that how you, he sold a soul all yeah, the time. As an actor, if you book a CW show, right? Guess what, dude? You're in fucking Green Arrow show. You're yeah. in a Smallville show. Guess what, dude? You are working the convention circuit for the rest of your natural life yeah. until dead, because that's part until of the game. Until you do a role where you're showing your titties and stuff. Well, I mean, no, that would that would that's how you got the the role on the CW show. Oh. Well, no, you actually you had to cover them up. You're right. You have to show your titties a little bit. Yeah, you later. have to do like a horror movie and like shave your head or something, right? Yeah, to no, get you, off that. you always get a wonder, right? <laughs> where the you do a horror movie and and then you know and then you're like, well, I'm waiting for my next project. They're always interviewing, like, oh, my next project's coming up. And then ten years goes by, and then you're at the con- conventions and like, and and all the other people who've been working at conventions the whole time, they're like. I knew he'd, one day. I always knew he'd be here one day. <laughs> but I've seen this all the time. You see, uh, like there's a CW show called Supernatural, where, which like is watched by both teenage girls and middle-aged women. They all go crazy for right. it, and they all go to the conventions, and they all want to really quickly like touch the lead character's abs, like while they're taking a picture with him. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. But this cat, yeah. like, I guarantee, he moved to Hollywood. He thought he was going to be in a bunch of shit. He gets the CW show, and right. it's tight, and it paid for his whole livelihood. But that's who he is now. Yeah, he's but a supernatural guy. There, there is, I think, there's two bands I can think of. One is a band called Talk Talk, and another band is a band called Radiohead. The, oh yeah, the, the latter, which you I heard of the first one, yeah. no, not the second one. No, no. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but they both had hits, right? Talk Talk had a hit. I think it's called "It's My Life," and then not to be confused with the Bon Jovi song. Yeah, and then um, Radio had a hit, "Creep." Right, and yeah. these like if you didn't pay attention to, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, Radiohead's kind of a different story. But in the 1980s, if you didn't in the early 90s, if you didn't pay attention to eclectic kind of angular, weirder music, you wouldn't have known that Talk Talk made two records or three records, maybe four, even after the record that it hit on it, that are like experimental, it, super weird, interesting, exciting records that are not pop in any way whatsoever. So you can do an about face and be like, cool, thanks for the hit. We're going to go back to the shed and we're going to make some weird stuff. Right. But I think that what happens is that you ch- you're, you're, you change, like your DNA changes. Like once you have a hit or once you are given success, even if it's not something that you wanted, you're like, okay, well, how do I replicate this? Cause yes, I, of course. And so how do ego, I change? Ego, ego, yeah. ego. Yeah, exactly. So how do I change what I am? To facilitate this new me. People do that on YouTube where it's like you go viral and then it's like I'm going to go viral again by doing the sequel to right. my video that went viral. And so <laughs> right. then you become the guy who just does this video forever. Yes. You do, it's just doing, this horrible loop. It's a cycle where you are now the, the tail wags the dog and you are the slave yeah. to the audience that you bequest you you got this audience yeah they liked your initial thing but then you didn't maybe love your initial thing as much as they did yeah exactly but you but that guy can yeah there's I mean, always a choice he can throw it out the window and just be like you know what i'm gonna do what i wanted to do and people will like it or they won't i mean yeah. i think there's two records two talk talk records that i love one's called color of spring and the other one's called laughing stock and they're really weird i mean if you were to play the the lap the um the hit, and then play those two records, people would be like, yeah, I'm not into this. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're incredible, and they became very influential, and Radiohead always cites them as being hugely influential. And So, I mean, you can. You just have to just... I feel like, that's great, Radiohead. I live in a fucking, yeah. you know, one bedroom. <laughs> exactly. I'm so glad I was influential to you. You know, I hope I can pay my water bill this month. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But that's the price, you know? I mean, so, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, between art and business. Yeah. 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 Um, so... The music industry, is it is it as dark as everybody talks about? The, has the Illuminati tried to recruit yeah, you? Yeah, you got the Illuminati <laughs> talk yet? I'm actually still waiting for <laughs> yeah. them yeah, right? okay. to recruit. Would you do would, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. In a heartbeat. 
Would uh, you like to? Yeah, do I want to be part of all those Beyonce weird websites. Yeah, triangle hands, like, weird, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Hide one eye. Yeah, you yeah. have to hide the left eye. Oh, yeah, yeah I knew that. How much of that do you? How much of that do you <laughs> think is you know? them just being like, "Yo, dude, we're rich enough, we can pretend like we're Illuminati now." I would like it to be that way because I would yeah, start like a club. Trolling. Yeah, uh, right. I would. I think it's great. That's the first thing I would do. I think it's great. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, I do. Put put the fear in people. It yeah. really is, yeah. sells records. Yeah, there's a secret society out there it that controls does. everything. Yeah. And like, I'm part of it, and they own me. And it, so I'm going to put yeah. a triangle over my head as I do a song. Fear <laughs> not only sells records, but it elects Donald Trump. And, do a, a, a viral hit just so you can pretend you're in the Illuminati. Start wearing Mickey Mouse ears and all that stuff. Is that yeah. what is that? What that's a, yeah, did that's the hear, whole thing. Did you hear about what Gaga. happened to Amy Winehouse? She died. And then she died. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, she died. But, <laughs> okay. but the story, the real story is oh, okay. so that Pepsi... Wanted Shut her. Up. No, this is real. Mm-hmm. So Pepsi. Is this, about, is this another um, colorblind thing? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is a real thing. No. So Pepsi wanted um, Amy Winehouse to do the ba 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 song, but apparently Amy Winehouse wouldn't play ball. Okay. And her so manager her. was like begging her, like, "Yo, do the fucking, do the ba 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 the Joy Pepsi song. Do the ba 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 thing. Yeah, do it, please, do it." And she wouldn't play ball, and that's mm. what I heard ha- actually happened. And they killed her. That's what I heard. I think we should run with that. I think it's real. Yeah, I think that's great. <laughs> so if you're an artist and they ask you to do the uh, boss song, you just fucking do it, dude. It's not worth it. Yeah. Well, you get your money and then yeah. you go back to doing drugs and doing your weird stuff. Yes, What's exactly. wrong with that? Yeah, Illuminati definitely owns Pepsi. I think For so. For sure. And Unless they want to sponsor the show. There's I mean. a... Um, there's an artist that we both really like, Sun Kill Moon, which is really just a moniker for this guy named Mark Kaselek, who's in a bunch of bands, uh, or in this band called Red House Painters, and and he makes these records now where he just talks about his life, like sings about his life. And, and he's from Ohio, which I'm from Ohio, which I appreciate. Ooh, shout out. O-H. Yeah. O-H-I-O. Um, and he just sings about his life, and he sings about, like, you know, getting songs licensed and all this other stuff, and, like, how much stif- different stuff sucks, and... He also wrote a song about going to a college. You know how you do like those shows in colleges and universities and stuff. Yeah. And he basically thanked this university for having him at, in the song. In the song, the <laughs> whole song was just like, you know, this girl came up and she played piano and she was really good and it, he just rambles over music. It's kind of incredible. It's kind of amazing. I don't remember what my what point was the point was, of that. Something about like the, you're just you know. shouting them out. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know just what the point is. Shout out to that cat. I think it's yeah. something about that. You know, he Shout sells songs for for like he gets songs licensed, probably like the instrumental versions of it because they're they're not going to post you know like his curse words and stuff on a Walmart commercial. But um, but I think there's ways you can like sell out kind of like without doing it full oh. full on. Yeah. You know okay, like yeah. yeah. Like, See, yeah, that we'll would be sell- the most ideal for me. Like, you can do I would love like all the success associated with being famous, like the money and like um, the people house. wanting to work with you and all this stuff. But I don't really want the fame part where yeah. like people come to your house and try to like break in and like fuck oh, yeah. kids yeah, and sucks. stuff like that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's your freedom the, is wait, gone. Wait, wait, wait. That's the lame part of the fame stuff. What yeah, about the I part know. where it's like people? Trying to fuck on fuck on you and stuff. That's the cool part. That's not the cool part. I don't That's want that either. Cool I just want to be like a shadow man. Like I want to be like, um, or a shadow woman. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I can you be whatever be I want. Man. I can yeah, be a shadow man. Do whatever I want. You want. Yeah. It's your show. Uh, exactly. It's my show. Um, yeah, and I just want to like, ooh, I want to be like Banksy, you know? Like, oh, oh I know yeah, I know her work and I like it, but I'm never going to find her and stalk her because like, I don't even know her, <coughs> you know? Yeah. I get it. Well, you got to stop yeah. putting your face on things. That's true. Yeah, that's really true. I'm really yeah. going about this the wrong You're way. I know. My branding's off. I know. Yeah. 
That's like, too well, because my face is so cute right now. That's true. That's mm. how it's. <laughs> it's impossible to be popular on Instagram though without your face, right? Unless yeah. you're like a food. If you're a food, yeah. you can get popular. If you're, yeah. Yeah. If you were a broccoli, you would kill it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or like some some fancy dish. wedding cake. Yeah, yeah. I want to be a wedding cake for sure. Easy, pal. We had cupcakes. What? Easy. Like I'm hitting on you? Yeah, easy. About about a wedding cake? Easy about that. We didn't even have a wedding cake. No, we didn't. I know that's what I'm that. saying. We're about to get into that again. Where Uh-oh. it's like, oh, fuck. What? Why don't you, you have a wedding People stole a wedding cake at our own wedding. They didn't know they didn't steal it. They yeah, dro- they did. No, they didn't know they dropped it on the floor. That's Wait, stealing. What are you about? I'm just they dropped it on the fucking floor. My uncle was trying to carry the box oh, and he dropped right. it on the he sidewalk. Well, they stole, yeah. they stole our catering. How about that? They stole our catering for sure. Yeah. They, oh like, my we had God. so much to go for. The catering I think, people? I think oh. that, no, not the catering people, the event people. Oh, yeah, the at event the people. Venue. They just took all yeah. our food. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So we like at get, the end of the so yeah, people yeah. ate and what was left. Like, it was in the corner the whole time with, like, wrapped up and stuff. Like, and then. And then when we went to take it, it was gone. Yeah. And what people ca- were like, oh, I saw people. Was this? this wasn't, not the catering company. Uh, ca- the catering company was great. Trail Hills the Tacos. The venue hosts. The venue oh. hosts were the ones that The true it. deserves of the they blast. They took a van and they put it all in there. Oh, wow. wow that's dark. Like, pretty damn, messed. Stealing food dude. is no joke. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So the catering um, world is pretty dark. Yeah. It's a dark world. As Everything is, is dark. That's Everything right. is dark. Is there no? Is there a light side of the record industry that we that the people don't know about usually? Is I don't there know a what? If it's in a the light side? Like no, they try night. to show you all the light side. Well, that's the part that they. No, but I'm saying about I don't know like the, the light side of the record industry. It well, it's really just the light side is just the music. I guess yeah, exactly. like it's not really any industry. All right, so industries the make everything. Oh, you shitty. mean like the dark side's all the politics and shit and the pills and, uh, and the you know and the, the cool sacrifices, stuff the about. human sacrifices. I think it's mostly like you know business majors hiding under desks, and then someone is like, "Should we sign this kid?" I don't know. What, does anyone what else their, want to sign? What do their numbers look like? No, how many views do you have on YouTube? Yeah, how many Spotify followers? I don't do know. Have? Do you think we should sign him? Well, I hear this other label's going to sign him. Are you sure? I'm going to call him and ask him if they're going to sign. You going to sign him? I don't know. You going to sign him? I don't know. <laughs> Is anyone else talking about it? I don't know. Let's go find out. So and then, then that's why the blogs come into play. Or like, or that's just that's when. That's why you're trying to work know. that angle, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, uh, that part's boring. Ugh. That why can't we, like just, why else, can't we just create yeah. art, man? It is. Well, that's what it is. It's like the, the only thing you can do is just keep creating stuff that you want to listen to, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know? That's not so really, true. We're, we're not in the pop game. Yeah, I don't have. So. I, I think the wec- the way that major record labels run is, I don't even know if I have an opinion about it. it it's, it's, I, they seem to be doing a good job. I don't think that we have an opinion about it. I mean, we're not on a major record label, and would I mean, in all seriousness, would probably never ever be on one. Not because we don't want to be, but if someone from a major record label wanted to put our, out our music. I think I'd be more suspicious than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? Have you heard what we sound like? Why? Right. Um, or maybe, I don't know, maybe things change. I mean, you know, no one, you know, no looking one. for something is new. Is there a pride in that where it's like, like, uh, and I really mean, mean this in a genuine sense. It's like, is there a pride in like, we know that our sound is not going to be popular? No, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Mainstream. Do you think there is? Or mainstream. Or is it like I mean, you're afraid of that? Like you don't want to sound like those people do? No, you know what I'm saying though? Where it's like, no. I don't want to sound like those people, like that type of song. It's just or so that. cookie cutter. Well, pop is such a, yeah, it's such a cookie yeah. cutter type of sound. It's like yeah. there's no real experimentation. It's like a formula that like pop. if you do bop, 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 then we'll sell X amount of records or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, if you're willing to play ball and do bop, bop, bop instead of your own thing that you like create and want to be like, 
funky with like you can't just like do an idea that you came up with your in your head you have to follow this formula yeah yeah i, yeah, so I think that's there's like, only so much you can do with pop so it's like do you it's, that's boring pop is boring yeah. yeah it's hypnotic in this way that's just like you've, I've, you know, that's why they that's, that's right they got it because yeah there it is. they can yeah. hypnotize that's people the through the music Good job. yeah um what are the biggest challenges like on a day-to-day basis like between the band and running the labels like what's what's like the biggest challenge like that you're just annoyed with you're like Ugh. getting people to listen to the music yeah, uh, I, yeah yeah that is that is challenging because there's times i mean nowadays you have to be on all streaming platforms yeah That's so if brutal. you're a band you're on everything so when someone says like oh where can i where can i listen to your music it's like on spotify oh are you on itunes yeah we're fucking everywhere <laughs> like and cuz you have to be and you have yeah. to manage all these things but it's and it's still so hard to get people to just click yeah. something right it has to have like it has to come with a really pretty picture or some like weird narrative yep. like it just it, it's just clicking because our we're so the... inundated with so much stuff so much, and so many details so much and media it's it is it's actually trigger it's everywhere but it's nowhere, nowhere. yeah <laughs> it's yeah. really that's totally it's, true and i think that that's the like the, the most cogent explanation of it it's i mean we're fighting algorithms. We're fighting all kinds of things. Yeah. Not to mention all the other crap that's out there, including us. Um, I just relate so much to this shit because yeah. like this is exactly what the YouTubers exactly experiences. It's, yeah. it's how I so think everybody feels in every kind of different industry, no matter what you're doing. It's like it's very easy to get your work out there, supposedly, but now you have like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter having these algorithms algorithms that require you to actually pay money to get in order to be seen by the people that are already following you. Right, right. Yeah. So it's kind of counterintuitive and it's counterproductive. Which is, which is fine. I mean, if I owned sure, it's Instagram, fine. I would do that. I'd charge people to get their their product placed in someone's it's not timeline. Nice. But it's like you have to hire a whole yeah. person to like manage all that yeah. because there's so many platforms. Yeah, it's it's, it's own industry. All the time. But that yeah. I think is why it actually kind of continue it brings you back to like the community that you are in, I think. Like Los Angeles music scene, like or who do who do you identify with in what circles and stuff, and finding bands to play with. And is there a community still? Com- or is that has that changed yeah. a lot? Oh yeah, there's there's gonna, yeah. yeah there's a great community. There's like a great community of punk rockers yeah. in LA making great punk rock music, and which I would have never thought to say because I always think punk rock is East Coast, but no, it's it's everywhere. Oh really? I I mean I always thought that because I'm, I'm from Ohio. So I guess I just, kinda, I just grew up here and oh, I grew up yeah. in Santa Barbara, and it's just all punk rock yeah. it's like lag wagon no effects like uh, yeah you know i guess it just depends on for a name like just, right everyone came out from our town and it's like a little beach town yeah <laughs> so it's like it's just very artist friendly from san diego you know blink artist friendly there's a lot of communities like that support each other because you just like you go and play shows together and yeah there's people that love music still and i always so you can, think yeah. underground hip-hop you can beat the I algorithm east that way. coast yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But I think that yeah. that, but but that, um, the way that underground hip hop worked on the East Coast, especially like in the '90s and uh, in the early aughts, like that, that is exactly how. That's basically the model of of punk rock and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just it's it's this is what we have, and and we're gonna go do it here. And if you want to come see it, come to the show, and then. People would have these experiences, or they'd, you know, you'd go to like see rap battles and stuff yeah, like that, and yeah. it was like insane. I mean, it was amazing. And so, what, I think the the challenge of a, of a lot of record industry 
the challenge of the record industry trying to make that music popular is trying to figure out a way to take it out of that space right. and then into a more commercially viable space um, to sell a lot of it. And I, I think that going back to your question about whether or not it's a point of pride because we would most likely never be in a record, a major record label, yeah. is it's more that it's the question doesn't really it doesn't really have an answer because there's no real way for us with what we do to feel like it could be commercially viable without having to sacrifice ex- everything that it is. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, other people are willing to sacrifice what it is, or the marketplace is willing to make way for whatever it is that you're doing because it's so cool or so hyped or so, you know, like the yeah yeah yes, you know, like it, it's it's so of the moment that it can't be denied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or what Nirvana was when that record came out in '91. It was yeah. like it just was. There was a thing going on, and people heard it was coming, and then all of a sudden, boom, it came. And all of the stuff that was clogging up the airways, you know, that just made room for it. Right. So that you can do it that way, but nine times out of ten, you're going to have to, like, you know, shave off the parts of you that are edgy or, or, or you know, buff the parts that are that are edgy to make it more accessible. Um, and that's, you know, lots of people do that, and I, I think that's great for them. It's just not something that, especially now, after I was in this band for so long, and we were always having to face the eventual consequence of, if we wanted to be successful, we were going to have to like play the ball in some way. Yeah. Write a hit. We're going to have to write a hit. We're on a major record label. And they would That's tell you that, right? They're like, yo, 100%. write a hit. Write a hit. Yes. They're like, use the algorithm and write a hit? Or are they like... The- no, they're just <laughs> like, we need a hit. Okay. You know, we want to sell yeah. a million records. Yeah. Um, so you have something catchy and something yeah. mainstream. And so that, makes, that mm-hmm. makes a person crazy. And so I was in my 20s. We're all younger than we are now. But, um, and so you just become like this, um, this like angry person who rejects everything yeah. right. so that's very dangerous you don't want to reject everything if someone says something like I have a friend who makes pop music and I played him some Broken Baby stuff early on and he I, I trust him and he's a good friend of mine and he had a couple comments about how maybe you should try this maybe try this try this if that had been 15 or 10 years ago I would have been like fuck you dude I'm not changing yeah. anything and yeah. by the way dude yeah. fuck you by the exactly. way too and, yeah. and also yeah. fuck yeah. you yeah. I was that <laughs> way too again. man oh god I was yeah. just had my head up my own ass about yeah. like my own craft where it's like oh not comedically anymore. no fuck well, no there you go. that's what you've learned I guess what you, you asked earlier yes and should they wish, not tell you if you wish uh, what you know now yeah. then something yeah, yeah, for sure, though. Stuff that you wish you would have known that. And it's such a helpful yeah. thing, by the way, to, to learn to not be, like, this, like, fucking asshole. crazy asshole artist <laughs> person. Yeah. Well, everything's so precious when you're younger because yeah. you, like, you take hold of it and you're like, this is mine. I'm I used to think this, making but... money was, like, the shittiest, most sellouty thing you could do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now I'm like, what? Like, who? What? What, what, what the you're fuck? You're like, I need that money. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, it's only made my life <laughs> better having expensive. money. Everything's yeah, expensive. Absolutely. So it's just not, but it's just, you know, I know it's just so cool, though. Like, it's like, oh, it's cool to be like, Hey, the man came to me earlier and said, like, hey, you want money? And I said, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. what's cool to me yes. then, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, But now I'm like, the, the man came to me earlier and I had a meeting with the man. And then I tried to get the man to buy my thing. And then, like, I hope it went well. <laughs> like, that's how it is now. You know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I know. it's so funny, the, the, the difference, like, from now to then. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm talking to myself in a way, like, talking you to you. Are, yeah. You guys shit. look exactly alike as well. Exactly. Right? Like, the mirror image. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is you as YouTubers. It's just the same kind of jam because I came yeah. up in the comedy world doing, all, like, all UCB and IO and stuff. Same. And we were, I was doing stand up and I was trying to, like, oh, you know, man. just be a, original and all this shit. And then it's just, now I'm like, no, like, I don't care. I should have done what I'm doing I now. Yeah, years I, ago. I wish I was like this smart to do to just do things because I I don't know because I know that they could work. 
Yeah. Like, rather than just yeah. doing things because only I will like it. Well, doing things yeah. that works, doing things that work that also don't sacrifice your voice. Yeah. Finding that balance is, I, is the, I, always the tough part. But I always wanted like, oh, I want you, I want my fellow UCB people to be able to watch this and go like, Steve is good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Rather yeah. than like. Totally. That's a dark place. Yeah, it's a dark place, yeah. especially because most of those cats that I know of are they still there. They don't care about you. They, they care about you going to their show and saying they are good. No. In yeah. fact, most improvisers don't want to go to other people's shows because all of it kind of sucks to watch. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like, Nobody live. is thinking that. I Everyone know. is thinking, I want to do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think and then I see all of them on commercials, so I'm like, well, we all know how that works. But out. then every once in a while, if you keep doing what you're doing, I mean, I, this is the part I haven't figured out. So uh, the shit that I still don't know yeah. is that, okay, how does someone who does ex a band or an artist or an actor or whatever do exactly what they want to do and it never has to change? They never have to make any allowances for the marketplace. Somehow what they do is so... Um, Game-changing? Yeah, it's, it's so like other yeah. and exciting that everyone makes way for them yeah you know yeah i think um i wasn't sure that that existed until the rise of tyler perry and then i was like he mm. really likes it and i and i watch him in interviews and i'm like oh no he really does like it yeah so i'm like i think it it's a blend of like the transformers mentality it's like i'm making something that everyone loves and guess what I, love I do it too. too. <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like a perfect harmony, like a, of, yeah. of those two things working in sync. But it always started with him probably not really compromising. He's like, "This is what I love to do, yeah. and I'm just going to keep doing it." Didn't he live in his car or something uh, yeah. like that? Yeah. Like he just kept doing it. Exactly. And, and I'm not better than him. I just don't personally like it, and that's right. it. Right. Yeah. But I'm not. But but me ten years ago is like I'm better than him. I'm smarter. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh yeah. oh, yeah, comedically, he's got nothing. It's yeah. like, oh, Jesus, dude, really? Just fucking calm down. Like, yeah. like more people know who he is than you. Like, <laughs> yeah. so just relax. Just, yeah. It's okay. It'll be it's all right. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like an angry YouTuber. Everything's commentary. okay. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Everything's okay. Should we hold hands? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we are nearing the end of our show today. Thank you so much for being here. Um, yeah. This was thank fun. You. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Um, first of all, where can people find you? Everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, sorry. Right? <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, Broken Apple Baby. Music, Broken Baby, yeah. Broken Baby Band com, Instagram, your mom's Instagram, my mom's Instagram. Mm -hmm. Where Love else? It. Love it. Probably my mom's Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Facebook. Yeah. What what's it's just streaming? Broken Baby on all mediums? Yeah. I think Broken it's Baby like Baby. Sometimes it's Broken Baby Baby. Mm. No, it's always Broken Baby Baby, but the website is BrokenBabyBand.com. Just to and, confuse it a little bit. Yeah. And when this releases, yeah. you have it. a new album out. Yeah. Yeah. September 21st. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. So and go, it's called self-titled. Go download that. No, it's just literally self-titled. Self oh, that's tight. <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah, although we should have named it self-titled. You should have. That's actually yeah. pretty, pretty oh good. Oh my God, we yeah. should have. And now it's I'm like really It's like Broken bummed. Baby Presents self-titled. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. So we do this thing at the end called Final Thoughts. So it's just like... Your last final thought to wrap every with everything up. No pressure. Yeah, no uh, pressure. It could be silly. It could be, it could uh, be real just silly. a thought that encompasses you as an individual and a human being. Just something uh, to really no like, let the listeners well, walk actually, away with. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Lori Anderson, you know Lori Anderson? 
She's a, she was married to Lou Reed, but she's a creative performing artist. She's like a musician, and she created some instruments and stuff like that. Well, something. She, she created, created instruments? instruments? Well, she created a That's way tight. for her instrument to sound different than everybody else. So she made the xylophone. That's cool. Oh, shit. Dude, one time I watched this guy play piano where he opened the piano and like played it like a guitar. Yeah, prepare yeah. piano. Okay. Oh, yeah. But she tight. always said, or she said in an interview, if you're stuck, just do the worst that you possibly can. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that. Just, it gets you out of your perfectionist yeah. head. Just throw the shit out. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I, oh, that actually, now I have a final thought. Um, I think the only, it's two-pronged. One is I never learned anything from being successful. Now, that may also be because I was never very successful. <laughs> um, but anytime I had any success, it never helped me. It yeah. only distracted me. So I think if you can have a, a long run of like just enough success to keep you alive, then I think you'll stay on course. Um, and the only way to continue to do that is discipline. Um, you just have to like, we were talking about this before we went on the air. Thank um, you. Because <laughs> um, we are on the air. We are on the air. Thank you. Is that the only difference between I think like someone who's successful and someone who's not successful when you break it down is just discipline. Yeah. If you can write, if you're a writer and you can figure out like a couple hours or half an hour or 15 minutes to write every single day, then eventually you will become objectively good at it. You know, right. it's like yeah, 10,000 hours. 10, yeah, 10,000 hours. Absolutely. I believe that. And I think that with our band, we just we we're doing it all the time, you know. So, and we're constantly thinking about it and talking about it, and, and you enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. helps so much. It's so much yeah. fun. Oh that my was God. actually gonna be my final thought. It's just like find the shit that you actually like doing, yeah. yeah, and that you would listen to yourself or or watch yourself. In our case, making videos. Yeah, um, this took me a couple. I I just feel like it's been recently, like when I started learning that and incorporating it because I used to just everyone's like you got to keep up with whatever's trending on YouTube and it's so draining and I yeah I hated myself and I hated what I was doing and I just hated life and I was just so mean and (laughs) like bitter and I was very consistent consistently doing things that I didn't (laughs) like and um and yeah and just like it's just like at the end of the day like who are you doing it for yeah uh if you let's say something catches off of something you didn't like, do you want that success that you right. have to keep repeating forever? Now you are stuck in it, but you're successful, but you're stuck in it. Yeah, so it's not worth yeah, it. I would rather be less successful at something I really like. Amen. Than be super successful. And there's, I know a couple people sure. who have become successful, and and I'm like, you still like doing that thing that made you successful? And they're like, yeah, I do. And I think that that's that's um, success, right? That's there. That's someone who's yeah. like kind of dug in and, and did what yeah. they love. Yeah. That's awesome. My final thought is that we are all in a big giant fucking ball that is hurtling through the fucking eons of of space. Uh, all of us trying to project meaning onto something that has no meaning. Amen. And so all we can do is simply uh, wake up every morning, put on our monkey suits, and try to play monkey. Like we—that's what we do, right? We're all zoo animals, and it's like, well, I'm a zoo animal. What do I got to do this morning? Well, I got to eat something. Okay, cool. And it's like, well, now I got to do a cool trick so that people pay to come to the zoo. And it's like, so here I'm gonna do a cool trick. And then it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then it's like, well, now I gotta. Eat. I Eat, eat something again yeah i gotta poop so i'm gonna poop real quick and maybe i'll throw it and then it's like now i gotta poop or i gotta eat again so that i can produce more poop for later and then you know maybe people will more people will come to the zoo we're all monkeys i think so yeah but yeah. like if you didn't have the cool trick part like then you're just 
life is boring. No, if you don't have a cool trick, you're sitting at home right now and you're like, man, I wish I had a cool trick. <laughs> and then you're like trying to figure out what your cool trick's going to be. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Everyone listening to this right now, like I'm just trying to tell you, figure out what your cool trick is. Yeah. How badass is it that monkeys just, they're like, what? And they just throw their own shit at you. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and I don't think it's like all monkeys. It's probably like certain monkeys. I don't know a lot about they're monkeys. They're the best but... critics on earth. Yeah, they really yeah, are. They, they really like, like, know how mm, they feel. I'm actually going to throw you a handful of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then, but see, I don't look at them and go, oh, I'm not a monkey at least. That's good. I go, no, no, no. I am this. We're the same. Do they actually throw their shit or is this yeah, just do. like a oh, thing yeah. that I've just made no, up? They no, they it. do. Yeah. I've seen it I've on seen the YouTube. They yeah. chuck it. <laughs> I've seen it at the zoo. They also, if you want to yeah. die laughing, they also smoke cigarettes. It's fucking great. Really? Yes. Yeah, so people throw cigarettes into the zoo the entrapment and the monkeys pick it up and they start doing impressions of people. <laughs> which is amazing. I want a monkey. Yeah, and they're, they're fucking like smoking it through their, their nose cooler than any cool guy could ever smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Like it looks badass because they have a look on their face like they really don't give a fuck because they're monkeys. I have learned so much today. Yeah, you're welcome. Yay. Shit. So hey, if you're listening right now, just find your cool trick that gets people to come to the zoo. Yeah. And do your worst at it. Yeah, right. fuck yeah. And if you have a topic you want to discuss, then you can email us at podcast at Nikki.Limo. Thanks for listening. Also, hey. rate us on, on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, please rate us nicely. Thank like, you. Like five stars. Thanks. It helps. Thanks, Thank Mom. you. Bye. Why didn't anyone tell me?